Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish, along with Joe Ranieri, here with you back here on the show as we continue to talk about the world in sports, the lack thereof. And things that you could be doing right now to enhance yourself in the sports world. I will admit there isn't much. It's a lot of simulating games, a lot of talking about games. But here on SportsGrid, we're delivering it for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week over on SportsGrid.com. Also, Zumo TV, Pluto TV, and Stir. If you want to know what those things are, pull up an internet search and you can find out. Anywhere in your app store, you can access them as we break down everything happening in sports here uh, on a daily basis. In fact, we got some players to get to here on the show as well as uh, it looks like, Joe, Major League Baseball has decided to come up with some sort of a tentative plan as to what they may do in 2020. And certainly, look, we still have a long way to go before we can expect baseball, before we can expect basketball. Uh, but it looks like at least baseball is putting some sort of plan in place, which we're going to get to here a little bit on the show. It's, uh, it was refreshing to see, too, because it, it's obviously Rob Manfred and the higher-ups there in Major League Baseball have been hard at work here trying to come up uh, with different scenarios for different situations. I do think baseball, uh, unlike some of the other sports, uh, you know, the NBA and the NHL, I think being an outdoor arena for the most part sport is going to afford them a few more opportunities than, let's say, the NBA or the NHL uh, at this particular time. So. I was glad to hear that they're open. Everything's on the table at this particular point. It does feel and certainly sound like there's going to be baseball. We don't know the games, but there's going to be baseball sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I think at some point this season they're going to try. Although, uh, look, I mean, not everybody is optimistic and for good reason, of course, with everything that's still going on around the country. But just to give you an idea, at least of some of the basics, Joe, and, and this, you know, really the most important key points in here, and the draft we'll get to in a second, I don't know that it affects fantasy as much as it does reality, but uh, certainly what it, what it does mean is that no matter what, even though players potentially would not be paid for this season, I believe 4% is like the drop-dead number that they'll get paid something, uh, the service time is going to count. Yes. So there is certainly a chance, if there is no season, that the Dodgers acquiring Mookie Betts, he may not play a single game in their uniform this year if there is not a season, and he will indeed become a free agent at the end of the season, even if there are no games played. So that was agreed upon, and we can start off with that, Joe, because you can't go back and look at it and wonder, but that's really the one trade that you circle and you ask yourself if you're the Boston Red Sox, uh, or especially if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, at the very moment as to where we stand, there's no question <laughs> that the Red Sox got the better deal out of this because if there isn't a season, then bets can move on and sign with anybody, um, you know, hypothetically next winter when this is all said and done. Which is why I feel a little bit more reassured that they know this. They, they understand every action has a reaction. And I, I do think that they feel in Major League Baseball that, there are going to be Bames play. They are going to get some money's worth out of some of these players, regardless yeah. of the situation, that I doubt very much uh, that the information they're getting uh, is leaning towards the side of absolutely canceling the season altogether. And I also think that's why we're hearing a lot of different 
options, everything being on the table. You know, 80 games, 100 games, 60 games, more playoff teams. It's all out there, and I think one way or another, what they're telling us is that they plan on playing baseball here this year. Yeah, and and and, and listen, still everything is on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are no restrictions as far as travel is concerned. There are also no bans on the amount of people uh, that could be in a stadium. But again, they're going to be, you know, working off the CDC mm-hmm. and deciding uh, that those things may or may not happen. The one thing that does seem to be prevalent, and I know that you and I have talked about this previously as it pertains to the season, and we've talked about a potential playoff change or whatever, uh, but it does appear, Joe, that, I mean, the, the likelihood of, of a neutral site World Series is increasingly possible. And, yeah. and I do think that whether it's here in South Florida or somewhere else, Joe, I think that no matter how many games you win during the regular season, I just don't think that you're going to be hosting a World Series game this year. And certainly you can't have it, as we've talked about, uh, if L.A. has the best record in the National League and the Yankees have it in the American League or Houston or someone else, uh, the odds are is that this World Series is being played at a dome somewhere. And let's face it, Greg, it's got to be, if they, the minute they step on the field to play one game, and we all realize there's going to be, a, obviously, a spring training that, uh, that first happens before they dive into some of these games, um, I'm already starting to see on social media and other places where it's like, ah, oh, it's not a real season. Listen, baseball's not playing 16 games, all right? No. They're still playing a significant portion of games. They're still going to get, I mean, I can understand if somebody said, all right, it's the 16 games, and after 16 games, we got to figure out who it is that's going to play in, in the uh, play. That's not what's going on here. You're going to get 80, I think, at least sure. a half a season in. And after 80 games, listen, it's, it's certainly enough games to be able to determine in such an odd year who deserves to play for in this particular situation, who deserves to represent uh, each division. Yeah, and uh, and I'm you know constantly looking at updating everything that's going on, so we have it updated for the show. If I glance over, that's that's kind of why that's happening. But um, you know, also the other uh, part of this too, and it's a little bit you know different, and it will affect fantasy in a big way, especially for those people who play in dynasty leagues, is the altering of the baseball draft, Joe. This oh, yeah. is this is a much bigger deal. Um, so it looks like, and again, this could change, but it looks like we're going to have a five round draft instead of 50 from 50 down to five. I mean, think about that for a second. And, and that draft is probably going to be held sometime, uh, held sometime in July. Now, the long-term ramifications of this, Joe, are very significant because now, at least for this upcoming draft, you're going to have essentially uh, kids who were planning on their baseball future being played and being drafted are more than all likelihood going to probably head back to school or go to a junior college if they can because uh, they can't sign. Um, You know, now if players aren't drafted in the first five rounds, then they would essentially become free agents and the maximum amount that they could sign for Joe is 20 grand. That ain't moving the needle for anybody in the sixth round, seventh round, eighth round, and they're probably better off going back into the draft in 2021, which is, from what I'm understanding, and it's being reported as well, is that uh, the the draft is going to be altered. I don't think you're ever going to see a 50-round draft or 40-round draft or 30-round draft anymore. You're probably looking at a maximum of 20 rounds, which would be much better for any of these kids who decided that they had the opportunity to return to school but that's a significant loss of players in baseball in the minor leagues, which, of course, leads us to believe, which is, has been reported, 
is that baseball is going to be scaling down the amount of minor league teams there are in the country. And that is something we've heard about for a long time. I think uh, minor league teams are going away, and a lot of them. Kind of perfect storm, isn't it? Uh, literally, uh, the timing of uh, all of this is just, it, it's unbelievable. They've been talking about cutting back the draft for a long time. They've been cutting about, uh, you know, cutting the amount of, uh, of minor league teams, uh, the amount of independent teams, you know, everything to do with the minor league system has been broke for a while. And everybody knows if they kept saying, well, we're going to do it, and nothing ever seems to get done, this might actually be the final apple that dropped here where uh, everything will change from this point on. But, you know, to your point, as somebody that's lived through those drafts and, you know, you've got these high school kids now who in all likelihood have already signed letters of commitment to go to college. Uh, and the only thing they're waiting on is do I report to the minor leagues or do I report to the dorms? And even that right now is kind of on hold. But yeah. you also have that significant portion of kids where league, uh, these, these organizations knew they were going to be tough to sign anyway because they had leverage. Meaning, I can go back to school, it's going to cost you more money, you know, everybody's looking for an edge and to grab leverage, especially when you're talking about guys in the first five rounds. I think there's going to be a significant portion of players that some of these, uh, some of these teams and organizations are like, he was going to be a pain in the ass to sign anyway. So you know what, let him go back, let him do what he wants. No spring baseball in high school, no, obviously no college World Series, nothing along those lines. Yeah. I almost think it's better. For a lot of these kids just stay put you'll it'll be better off in the long run if you can play they'll find you you'll be wearing a uniform in the minor leagues but those that might have been on the fence teams are just going to pass on it. yeah i mean i, I think it, it's it, it's fine to condense the draft i think that does make some sense it does get boring after i mean 20 well, 30 rounds i mean 50s like just comes symbolic at a point yeah but i will say for this year only having five I mean, I mean, there's a lot of kids out there, Joe, across the world who are like, I, I'm going to be a major league baseball player, and that is on hold for at least a year. And, and are so, you going to waste your time on a kid that in all likelihood you're not going to be able to pay him the money and he's going to go to college anyway? So are you even going to waste your time with these kids? Yeah. No, it's a dilemma that's going to have to be attacked for sure yep. um, in a short period of time. Uh, a couple of other things happened uh, in baseball, just to kind of go through it here for uh, you guys a little bit, especially for those of you who are still planning on drafting and are drafting now. Uh, Major League Baseball did send uh, out a list through the transactions log, and some you know, the teams are announcing it too. There were a lot of players who were optioned to the minor leagues. Now, a lot of this is clerical, and they're going to be on the big league roster. Right. But simply put, uh, baseball has a freeze on roster moves as of the time that you're watching this video. So essentially what this does is it saves them a little bit of money sending down uh, some of these players to the minor leagues. And here is the list that you could see here uh, as you're watching of the players who were optioned. Uh, Nate Lowe of Tampa Bay, Brendan McKay, and Trevor Richards. I think all three of these players are going to be in the big leagues when the season starts. Yep. Uh, Indians fans are like in shock that Savali and Plesak are optioned to the minors. Again, clerical. I think both those kids are in the rotation, depending on Clevenger's health, which looks like Clevenger will be 100% by the time the season starts. Right. Michael Kopech, hard-throwing kid from the White Sox, 100 miles an hour. Everybody knows him coming off Tommy John surgery. He'll be in the rotation, too. And then Kevin Crone of the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, is the last player uh, that I listed here for you guys here. Uh, a lot of these players, Joe, are going to be fantasy-relevant this season. Yes. But teams have to be creative at this point, knowing that in April and May, there are probably going to be no games played 
So why not option them and pay them the minor league money as opposed to paying them the major league money? There are some people who are like, wow, that's raw. That's not the way to do things. But the reality is when the season starts, I think a lot of these kids will be back in the big league. Yeah, and I wouldn't spend an awful lot of time reading into it because, like you mentioned, that that's all about balancing spreadsheets right now. That's not about filling out rosters, so to speak, or an indication of who's going to be on the field, who you should draft, who you shouldn't. Uh, a lot of these moves that you've just seen here, guys, are not, to me, they're not deterrents on do I consider drafting them? Do I make them a part? Uh, no, a lot of those guys, Richards included, a lot of those guys are all going to be there. But like you said, it's a, it's a spreadsheet accounting issue more than an actual uh, roster issue or something that we should look forward to. And those moves are going to continue to happen. I don't know. Is there a competitive advantage to anybody right now? And is there and should there be a concern about some guys not being in shape in, whenever they did, if it is next month, let's say in May? Is there a concern since you can't control what these guys are doing? I mean, yeah, there's some, but they just went through a spring training. So, I mean, there's a little time off for sure. But, I mean, look, I mean, how are you doing physically, Joe? Are you staying in good shape? <laughs> I, I, I would like. You're sitting at a computer all day long. Yes. I'm worried about you. Um, My eyes get a, quite a workout all uh, all day long. But I think, you know, some of the younger guys, some of them haven't been there. I mean, listen, they're, they're obviously physically fit to begin with. But, you know, you've got some guys that, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, weight becomes an issue. They don't – you lose – you don't use it, you lose it. And I guess maybe that's the biggest fear sometimes is that you were getting ramped up and then you just shut it off completely – is sometimes it's hard to rev those engines back up right away. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll have a, a three-week spring training, which yeah. is what's being reported, so yeah. we'll certainly see. All right, uh, coming up next here on Fantasy Sports Today, we got a, a lot more to get to here on this edition of the show, which, of course, would include the NFL draft and a apparent memo that went out from the commissioner, Roger Goodell. So we're going to talk about that here on the show as well. Mm -hmm. uh, looks like a draft is definitely going to still be going on in the NFL, but maybe not everybody is happy about that. Yeah. Also, a little bit later in the show as well, um, you know, we're going to hit on a lot of, of the topics that you guys are dealing with right now, not just NFL and Major League Baseball, but also everything that's happening around our world as it pertains to uh, the coronavirus. Uh, as a reminder, for those of you who are watching this show live, there are several ways that you can consume this show. And I want to invite you that if you are bored and you're just basically out of movies and you're out of Netflix and you're out of uh, Prime or Hulu or all the different things that you watch on TV, I would advise you to download many of the apps that you can use for free to watch this show. One of them is Pluto TV. Another one is Zumo TV, spelled X-U-M-O. Mm -hmm. Uh, in addition to Stir, which has a lot of great shows from the 80s that Joe and I are tuning into, so you can watch those as well. Uh, YouTube is a very important module that you can use. Everybody has YouTube on their phone. If you don't, just download YouTube. Just uh, in the search button, type in SportsGrid, and then just hit the subscribe button to Fantasy Sports Today, or even better yet, all of the videos that we're producing here for you guys at SportsGrid. And of course, we're also available on Apple TV as well, Amazon Prime, it is just really a great way to pass time with your loved ones. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are interested in sports, I would encourage you to do it because here at SportsGrid, uh, we're producing fresh content for you guys every single day, talking about wagering, talking about fantasy, talking about the present, the future, the past. We're all humans just like you guys working out of our houses and trying to put the best content out for you. So make sure... Uh, that you do that for us as we produce this content for you. And I wouldn't we'll discourage people from holding a draft or two in the meantime, because I got to tell you, we had one a last mock. week. I had one, and 
it was just a great way to kill a couple of hours and take your mind off of everything. So I, I would encourage people, go ahead, dive into some of these drafts that you can hold it off on. Yep, and next week, uh, I'm producing four different uh, eras of fantasy drafts, and so we'll have that content to talk about on the show next week, how everybody did by drafting the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the last wow. 10 years. Yep. <laughs> We're doing, all, we're doing all that next week, so we'll have that for you. But for now, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll get into some of the latest football discussion here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish, Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. If you want to hit the rewind button, if you're watching us on demand and not live, which I know some of you do, uh, you can hear my breakdown of everything that uh, happened over the past few days in baseball, including some players who were optioned to the minor leagues. And also hit that rewind button to find out what the latest is in terms of baseball and what some of the plan may be. We'll touch on that as well a little bit later in the show. Uh, one of the events that we know that is coming up, and you may have seen uh, Joe and I discuss this on a previous show, is, of course, the 2020 NFL Draft, which is scheduled to be done in a little bit less than a month from now, with essentially no alterations. Draft remains the same. Going to be a very highly watched event. But then all of a sudden, in the news, Joe, we come to find out that uh, that NFL teams got a memo. Yep. And uh, it shouldn't be shocking in this day and age with so little out there that this memo was leaked yep. and and essentially the commissioner of the NFL is basically saying zip it as it pertains to some of the specifics uh, with this NFL draft. And, you know, it's funny that we had this conversation recently and now it's coming up now. Yep. Uh, you know, there are some GMs who don't at least feel, it sounds like they don't feel like they're fully prepared for this. The logistics of it are a little bit of an issue. Uh, but according to this this memo, the commissioner is basically saying it's good for everybody. It'll give everybody a distraction. It'll, uh, you know, basically the show must go on type thing. So, uh, you know, I found it interesting because uh, especially the comments from uh, Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the New Orleans Saints, essentially saying that, you know, hey, maybe there shouldn't be a hard, fast time with this. Maybe we should wait a couple of weeks to see. Uh, but the show goes on, Joe, and, you know, look, uh, Goodell does has that iron fist in the NFL, and it does appear that... On Sports Grid, coast to coast, in-game live, we're going to talk about action, talk about the games, talk about the money lines, the spreads, the teasers, the reverses. There's only one, the world's most famous, the Mecca the Hub. It's beautiful, isn't it? We have action on every game, every night. We got the skinny, the scoop, and the final word for you on Sports Grid. Everybody else pales in comparison. You're soft, we're not. This is New York, baby. Morale, coast to coast, 4 to 6 p.m. only on SportsGrid. Fantasy Sports Today, Craig Mish along with Frank Stample trying to get a little bit of an inside edge as to some of the players and what they think their performance may be. Came in big, I always tried to work out heavy and hard in the offseason. I think there's a lot of room to improve because the first half of my season last year wasn't the way I wanted it to go. I do think that Correa is going to be very, uh, healthy this year all year long. I think he's going to have a monster year. I'll let you out too, but I still have a lot of bases this year. Yeah. 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 20, 30. 30? Yeah, he'll, he'll get 30. Do you think that uh, Corona is cutting back its marketing campaign with Tony Romo? No, because Tony Romo just got paid tons of money to stay at CBS, and now he's worth even more money. So I'd be asking for uh, a piece of Corona as opposed to the 
cases of beer that they send him every month to his neighbors and friends. Let me ask you this question. Will the Tokyo Games be canceled? The Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today. For me, Frank, the, the, the issue with sale, this goes back like five or six years for me, is that I always, with that thin frame and the way that he threw, was always like waiting and for that injury to happen, their team has got to be somewhat in shambles at this point you know when he was shut down originally a couple of weeks ago maybe even a month ago now this time uh that you know at that time you know it seemed like they were kind of uh, punting the season the sports grid network and welcome back to fantasy sports today craig bish joe ranieri with you here on the show if you want to hit the rewind button if you're watching us on demand and not live which i know some of you do uh, you can hear my breakdown of everything that uh, happened over the past few days in baseball, including some players who were optioned to the minor leagues, and also hit that rewind button to find out what the latest is in terms of baseball and what some of the plan may be. We'll touch on that as well a little bit later in the show. Uh, one of the events that we know that is coming up, and you may have seen uh, Joe and I discuss this on a previous show, is of course the 2020 NFL Draft, which is scheduled to be done in a little bit less than a month from now. With essentially no alterations, draft remains the same, going to be a very highly watched event. But then all of a sudden, in the news, Joe, we come to find out that uh, that NFL teams got a memo. Yep. And uh, it shouldn't be shocking in this day and age with so little out there that this memo was leaked. Yep. And, and essentially the commissioner of the NFL is basically saying zip it as it pertains to some of the specifics uh, with this NFL draft. And, you know, it's funny that we had this conversation recently and now it's coming up now. Uh, You know, there are some GMs who don't at least feel, it sounds like they don't feel like they're fully prepared for this. The logistics of it are a little bit of an issue. Uh, But according to this this memo, the commissioner is basically saying it's good for everybody. It'll give everybody a distraction. It'll, uh, you know, basically the show must go on type thing. So, uh, you know, I found it interesting because uh, especially the comments from uh, Mickey Loomis, the general manager of the New Orleans Saints, essentially saying that, you know, hey, maybe there shouldn't be a hard, fast time with this. Maybe we should wait a couple of weeks to see. Uh, But the show goes on, Joe. And, you know, look, uh, Goodell does have that iron fist in the NFL, and it does appear that this is going on regardless. Yeah, and uh, I mean, let's face it, it's not a, uh, you know, you don't need 100% of the votes from the owners to be able to uh, make a decision, obviously. You know, and people forget, Roger Goodell, the people who write Roger Goodell's check, guys, that $40 million plus he makes a year, um, it's an impossible job. He has to get uh, all of 32 billionaires on the same page with every decision. And sometimes there's going to be outliers that don't like the decision, but I trust Roger Goodell. It's a tough spot to be in. Not a lot of people can do that job because think about that. You're talking about 32 billionaires who are never wrong and you somehow have to be the fall guy for them, and you have to make decisions like this. This is why you make $40 million a year, Roger Goodell, is sometimes to get the temperature of the room with these billionaires, and some are a bigger pain in the ass than others, you've got to decide what's best for the league moving forward. It's got to stop with you. I think it's good leadership because you're never, ever going to satisfy everybody in that room. That's a tough audience to satisfy, man. Yeah, and, and look, this is going on on everything that we're doing yes. right now. Yep. Uh, in the in the country, this person's wrong, this person's yeah. right. There are always going to be people that are going to disagree with stuff. Yep. Uh, look, for our purposes, of course, we want things happening. We want drafts happening. We want sports happening. 
But I do understand what some of these general managers are thinking, and at least according to some of the reports, it does say that a significant amount of them would prefer to see this pushed back a little bit. But the question is, is that what would change? Will, will anything even change at that point? If, if logistically, mm -hmm. they can get this thing set up. Everyone is playing on the same playing field at this point. Advantages that you may have had, that maybe teams thought that they had by bringing in players uh, as opposed to maybe another team. Yeah, those are out the window. Yep. But everyone's dealing with the same thing. Yep. And, I, and, and so, I think that's important, too. The, the fact is, if you extend it, you know, and nothing changes. Who's benefiting? Who doesn't benefit? You know, right now we know come April 23rd through the 25th, teams are going to have to rely on their scouting departments. You're going to have to rely on film, watching game. Like, you've got to do the work now uh, if to go in because what happens if somebody can, uh, you know, send doctors at some point? Right now, nobody can do Tua. Nobody can, can figure out if Tua is going to be healthy enough to play. Um, it kind of levels the field, and by this point, if you don't know who's on your draft board, there is nothing that could happen with an extended time. There's nothing that's going to change your mind. You got more than enough film on these guys. Make the decisions on who you want. Get your board up. I do think one of two things is going to happen. Almost an entirely boring draft where it goes one, two, everyone picks who you think they're going to pick. Or I think uh, Burrow goes first and then everything blows up from there where Maybe some teams will be more inclined to take risks early in this draft now that maybe wouldn't because why not? You got, you know, at this particular point, it's everything is up in the air. Why not go get that player that you are 100% convinced upon? Yeah, and, and the difference, of course, between baseball and football is that football had a complete college season from right. start to finish. So you have the data, you have the information. And yep. Joe, I've never been huge on the combine anyway. Like, I've never been big on that stuff. I mean, if you're doing it on the field in the Southeastern Conference, isn't that enough? Exactly. Uh, you know, in yeah. video to show that. Right. So I, I've never been infatuated with that. Baseball is a little bit different, mm. although I will say that a lot of the baseball scouting has been done already. Most of the teams, as soon as June is over yeah. of the previous year, they're spending time with these kids Good in point. June and July and August and September and October and November. I mean, this notion that none of the baseball teams are prepared, I mean, they essentially lost two months. That's not a lot because... I mean, yeah, some of the kids were playing in the College World Series, and you could scout them then, but you have to have a pretty good idea what your board is going to look like in April uh, with the draft. You're projecting out if a kid is 17 or 18 anyway. You know, a junior yeah. in high school and a senior in high school, you've already seen all you need to know if he's, if he's, at the, if he's top five round eligible than he was last year. He's going to be this year. Yep. Um, also in the NFL, a couple of other stories I wanted to get to, and we do want to cover the good stories along with, yeah. unfortunately, the world, is that Drew Brees uh, donated $5 million, Joe, of, uh, of his own money toward basically places in Louisiana and helping with this pandemic. And, and to me, I mean, I don't recall uh, what history has been like, but this seems to be the biggest number of any that I've ever heard before. I think a million may have been the most ever, but man, Drew Brees basically taking a small percentage of his wealth to help. Um, I, the best story that we've seen in sports to me thus far, I know Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals mm -hmm. uh, donated uh, a lot of money toward the minor leaguers uh, in the Cardinals organization to help them out as well. But this is a staggering, significant number, Joe. Like This is like us going to the bank and basically yeah. saying money that we've saved is better off served going to somebody else. This is not something that a lot of people would do. I thought you were going to say Wainwright donated some of the 43 kids he has, but no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love Adam. I love, love him. He's great. Beautiful family. Um, but, you know, 
the thing with Breeze is, too, it's interesting. He's at that point in his career now. He's 40 years old. He lived through Katrina, right? This guy in, in New Orleans, he understands this. He's been there before. He's done this. He realizes, listen, he, got, he took a haircut on the deal. What do you get, $50 million to come back anyway? Like, he's made enough money to the point where is $5 million an obnoxious amount of money? Well, not for some. And not right. for a guy like, uh, you know, Drew Brees, who if he was 28, we'd be having a different conversation. Um, you know, he's 40 years old now, just signed the last of his contracts. He realizes what that money can do for that community. And more importantly, what it says about the Saints, what it says about him, his family. It's I could not be happier. And there are, and this should send notice, there are a lot of other guys like, Drew Brees, uh, in For that sure. kind of boat that uh, we're yet to hear from. It'll be interesting to see if maybe, just maybe, this is the kind of story that pushes some guys to go ahead and do the right thing. Yeah, and look, J.J. Watt is somebody that should yeah. always be recognized with the amount of money that he raised when uh, those Dude, floods Houston. and hurricanes were going through in Houston. Yep. No doubt about that. I mean, we focus so much on the negative. It's important to, at the very least, mention some of the positive that's going on this country and breeze is definitely uh, along those lines yep. um fantasy wise we were all so intrigued last year with the biggest story that was going on ironically right by my house in uh in hollywood florida which is the home of course of antonio brown and uh, bruce arians essentially coming out and taking not just one cold bucket of water but about five and and pouring it on the idea that Antonio Brown would be a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, yes. You know, Joe, we spent, and I know you did too, we've spent way too much time focusing on this guy. You know, like, I mean, just, it was just day after day having this discussion. And, and truth be told, look, we all want to see him get his life back. We all want to see good things happen for him. But how can anybody at this stage, Tampa Bay Buccaneers included, even be considering uh, bringing Brown back for an NFL season. Like, I, I would think that there's got to be a lot of therapy and a lot of information that I would want to know uh, before that would happen. So, uh, to me, look, there'll be some sort of prop that you could bet on this season, and I don't think that he'll start off the season on a team, but you know what happens, Joe. Somebody gets hurt in the preseason, that's the end of it. you got to call Antonio Brown. I think he'll end up playing. Yep. Uh, but it, at least initially, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I want to see him play, but I'm kind of glad to see this, that some team is just not going to get desperate and sign him. Get him right, then get him back on the field. He is uh, it is such an enigma. And again, this is we're only having conversations and have had conversations about this guy because of the true talent he is. He is a guy that when he's on the right track of the right frame of mind, this is a guy that walks into a locker or walks on the field, and that's the difference between making it to the playoffs and making it to the Super Bowl. That's how good he is. That's the kind of difference he makes. Uh, the problem is we've watched this guy deteriorate through his entire career. This is not the same guy he was four years ago, five years ago. Something progressively got worse in him. And listen, I don't want to laugh at anybody. I mean, at the point now, I'm more concerned for Antonio Brown than I am worried about his playing career. When Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, walked away from him, that was pretty telling to me because Drew Rosenhaus don't walk away from a dollar bill on the floor that he no. sees, all right? Much less yeah. uh, walking away from an Antonio Brown client. Uh, when he threw his hands up in the air, it's like, I can't do this anymore. That was very telling to me. And uh, Bruce Arians doesn't need receivers. Uh, it's a nice conversation. The reality is that's the last thing he needs. And if you can't trust him, you can't bring him into a locker room. And I'll say this. Uh, my prediction is if he is not in a camp, if he is not on a team to start the year, 
he has done in the NFL. You can't drop that into the middle of a locker room after three or four games because you need a wide receiver. It's too combustible, and you just don't know. If he doesn't have time to get acclimated with his new setting where you can make the decision whether or not he fits in, it's got to happen before the season starts, not during. Yeah, and and look, you know, the other part of this, too, is that uh, what you realize from hearing uh, Bruce Arians or reading about what Bruce Arians is saying is that you know, the the notion that Tom Brady is so in love with Antonio Brown and wanted to bring Antonio Brown in, that probably was not true, Joe, because no. if Tom Brady is going to end up signing and changing teams and going to the Buccaneers, you don't think that he would have had some say in the matter? Yeah. No. And for the head coach of the team to already pour the bucket of water on that, I mean, maybe they're friends and maybe they text and they get along, but if Tom Brady wanted to impose his will, Joe, on yeah. bringing Antonio Brown to Tampa, that would have been done already. It would have so. happened. Yeah, it would have happened. And I think a lot of people, too, uh, Craig, forget that, you know, Arians had him when he was, you know, on the rise. Pittsburgh, I mean, yeah. that was, yeah. he had him in Pittsburgh. So it's not like he doesn't know who Antonio Brown is. The problem is he's also not the Antonio Brown that he coached in Pittsburgh. He is a different person right now for whatever the reason. And again, I hope it all works out for the guy. Don't wish any ill will. But if I'm Arians, you got to stop that in its tracks. Like, you can't let that fester on. No, he ain't coming. And let's not even talk about it anymore, guys. It's not happening. And I I appreciate Bruce stepping up and going, this is not going to be a topic of conversation anymore, guys. We, we I just ended it. Yeah, no, and, and I and I think that that's you know part of 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 really putting things just in perspective yeah. because, and, and the other thing that I've talked about this before, Joe, is that Antonio Brown's uh, kids go to my kids' school. Yes, yeah. So so I see uh, and I have seen him around and, and look as pleasant as can be and as nice as could be and you would never know any of this stuff is going on. But it's like what doomed him is the same thing that dooms a lot of people in this world. Like things may actually be normal for him. But when you pose yourself on social media as a crazy person, which is essentially what he did there for a good month, two months, maybe the whole season in the NFL, honestly. But let's just say a month or two months. The perception doesn't always equal the reality, which is why I always tell people is like before you tweet or before you send anything, really think it through because Joe, it could end up costing you a career. And in this particular case, with no one knowing really what was going on with Antonio Brown, all they were doing was reading those tweets and it doomed them. Mish, I can't even imagine. And I've, and I've always thought about this and had conversations with my friends, but you know, social media, it's a different animal now, guys, across the entire world, yeah. across the, could you imagine, you know, Mickey Mantle on Twitter back <laughs> in the day, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Go down, Billy Martin, Mickey Mantle, go down the crew of the guys that were, Tremendous athletes, some of the all-time greats across every sport. They were a they were great for the era they were in. It's not you can't continue to operate as if it's 1980, 1960, 19 like it's not. And what you do and what you say like that, you can end a career these days. And and he's done he's done an amazing job of doing it. The thing that I'm most pleased with, honestly, if I'm a football fan at all. I haven't heard two words from Baker Mayfield yet to this particular That's point. That's true. How yeah. many words did we hear from him last year to this point? Interview. Yeah. All of a sudden, maybe there's finally a grown-up in the room in Cleveland that has basically said, put the damn phone down. This ain't happening. Say what you want about Belichick. 
when you walked into that locker room, you understood where you stood and you understood what you were there to do, and it didn't include being a, uh, you know, a uh, internet star, so to speak. Yeah, and, and the one thing that I'll tell you from having some experience with social media and tweeting, and, and I don't use Instagram, I don't use Facebook, but Twitter is the primary uh, thing that I use, is that, and I, and I would advise this to anybody else, too, who's thinking about just saying something, is that you can always compose a draft, you know? And, and I compose a lot of drafts, right. and I think, do I send this? Do I not send it? Yep. And what I do is I usually just save it. And then I'll go back in an hour or two or even a day and look mm -hmm. back and say, you know what? Should I have sent this? Yep. Um, you know, it's should I not have sent this? that way, too, to type it. Just don't hit that last send button. Like, type it, get it, it out, reread it. It's cathartic. Read it and to yourself. Right. Erase it. <laughs> but people don't think. They just act, and that's, that's uh, the unfortunate yeah. part of it. And, look, it could end up dooming you for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. we got plenty more to come here on the show. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, and I know a lot of you are, sportsgrid.com, we post all the videos. But if you're watching on YouTube, Right below this video, just make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can give us five stars and rate it. That'd be great, too. But the point is, is that if you subscribe to the show, it'll get sent to you every single day. Yep. So this way, you don't even have to go to YouTube. You don't have to go to sportsgrid.com. You can if you want. That'd be great. But wouldn't it be nice every day to just pop up with your phone, your iPhone, your Android phone, and boom, there it is for you. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish, Joe Ranieri. That's the way to get it done. We'll be back with more Fantasy Sports Today in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. means that that was probably a moment that was one of his highlights that he deteriorated significantly last year. The Sports Grid Network. We're going to be shaking it up on Sports Grid, coast to coast, in-game live. We're going to talk about action, talk about the games, talk about the money lines, the spreads, the teasers, the reverses. There's only one, the world's most famous, the Mecca the Hub. It's beautiful, isn't it? We have action on every game, every night. We got the skinny, the scoop, and the final word for you on Sports Grid. Everybody else pales in comparison. You're soft, we're not. This is New York, baby. Pharrell on in-game live, 7 to 9, only on Sports Grid. Game time decisions. Our first guy that got it in the National Football League, and that, of course, is Sean Payton. He thought that they should postpone NFL free agency due to the coronavirus, and, you know, the NFL obviously has gone forward uh, with it. Uh, as a betting man, Cam, I'm willing to bet it that he got it at the track. Yeah, <laughs> so. some old guy. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Friend of, friend of the Saints. Uh-oh. The Sports Grid Network. 
fantasy sports today. Craig Mish along with Frank Stample trying to get a little bit of an inside edge as to some of the players and what they think their performance may be. Came in big. I always tried to work out heavy and hard in the offseason. I think there's a lot of room to improve because the first half of my season last year wasn't the way I wanted it to go. I do think that Correa is going to be very, uh, healthy this year all year long. I think he's going to have a monster year. I bet you out too, but I still have a lot of bases this year. Maybe he'll get 21 30. 30? Yeah, he'll get 30. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri, where we update you on everything that is happening in sports. And uh, fortunately for us, we are safe. Joe is uh, in the Miami-Dade sort of area. I am in the Broward County sort of area. But we're broadcasting uh, both of us from our studios in our houses to keep safe. And just a reminder for those of you who are watching, wherever you are watching in the country or the world, make sure that you keep yourself safe, stay inside, practice social distancing, and just keep it locked in, as this, as they say with the hashtag, get on the grid, stay on the grid, do all those things, because we are providing content for you every day, whether you're watching day, night, weekend, uh, anytime you want, we can uh, we can provide that for you. Um, you know, one of the local events here, it's ironically in South Florida, Joe, and people actually can bet on it too, and I wanted to, you know, kind of get a little deeper into this, although there's nobody allowed to go is uh, Gulfstream Park. They're actually racing um, and they're doing horse races. And it, it, it kind of lends me to the next conversation, which is this, is that, you know, the one event that I think that we're going to have the hardest time to uh, get going and also the hardest time in actually executing event is the Kentucky Derby. And I know that they, I know they postponed it for a while, and that would mean that the Preakness would be up next. I have a feeling the Preakness is going to get postponed, and then it'll just be the it'll go backwards. Maybe it'll be right. the Belmont, the Preakness, and then the Kentucky Derby. Who cares? I mean, I'm up for everything. Right. But executing that, Joe. I mean, look, to get a, people into a baseball stadium, in all likelihood, in most places, is twenty or thirty thousand. Some have forty, some have fifty. But you know, let's be honest. Weekday games, twenty thousand. Some places less, some places more. Football stadium, fifty, sixty thousand. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people at the Kentucky Derby. Um, do you think that all of horse racing indefinitely is going to be run the way that they're running right now at Gulfstream Park with just nobody in the stands? Because I, I just am not seeing a scenario, Joe, with 100 people at Belmont Park or 100, I'm sorry, 100,000 people yeah. at Belmont Park or 100,000 people at Churchill Downs. I mean, it's great for us that we still have something right. to watch, but you know, and, and there's really there's not a huge fan aspect of horse racing, right. so I'm guessing they could pull that off, right? And I think that's and that's what it's allowed them to be able to kind of give us at least that sliver of normalcy by providing us that. Now they did, of course, extend it and say they're going to push it down, uh, I believe, till September, which is interesting because what makes the Triple Crown right so unique, where you'd get a hundred thousand people, is we're talking three races in six weeks, guys. And, you know, these horses, these three-year-olds, they ain't racing every every week. I mean, this, it's not like it used to. It ain't secretariat ain't coming down on the track, you know, racing until she's six or seven. Like, this is a situation where now what do you do? Because the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont are also getting a, a little short, longer. And then the Belmont is a monstrosity. It's, it's ridiculous amount of how in the heck would you start with the Belmont and then work back? So I think the order is just as important. And if you're moving the Derby to September, doesn't that mean we're moving the Preakness and the Belmont in the same thing within that six weeks? I think it's fascinating to see what happens. And 
if the Kentucky Derby is going to be to start like it's always been, then we're looking at a triple crown in, in September, October. But I don't think there's any way you can start with the Belmont. And if we are looking at September, listen, I'm still optimistic. You're going to be able to get those 100,000 people uh, in there. And that's really the only time you're going to get 100,000 people at a racetrack is those three. Red Breeders' Cup is also sure. kind of big. But yeah. technology today, I mean, the handle of tracks right now is up 50% across the country. It so should be. <laughs> it sh- and it should be. Exactly correct. And, and it's good because it's a different type of handicap. It's a different experience. It keeps the mind working. And I do think, listen, they've been on, we've heard this for a while, right? Horse racing is on its way out. It's on its way out. Nobody pays attention. A lot of people paying attention to it. And I think this is a actually... Uh, a pretty good boost for uh, the horse racing in general, which has been around, correct me if I'm wrong, pretty long time here at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, 100 years. Yeah. Um, so, so Joe, is, would it be okay? Or, I mean, they've always had the Kentucky Derby first. Do you think that they always. go backwards this year? I don't know how go- you start with the Belmont. It's brutal. Like, that's the, that is, I mean, the reason it's progressive like that is because you're trying to find the best of the best, triple crown winner, where you you know you you progressively get the race a little bit. It's short, it's long, and then it's Belmont long, which is just uh, it's unlike anything else. And that's the way they have it set up purposely. You want to talk about a, a sport that races in the rearview mirror? Like they, they're always this is how we've done it. This is who we are. You think baseball's bad, guys? Horse racing? No, uh, you'd true. be hard pressed to find anybody in horse racing wanting to run what should be the last leg and the, you know, the, uh, the, the big boy of them all, I, I can't see how it is anything other than the final race of the Triple Crown. Yeah, it's, it's curious to me because this also, as you mentioned, it is very old school and, and that's fine, but it does give them an opportunity to change things yes. and, and, and see how it works. I and mean, the only problem, it's not a problem, it's a good problem to have, is that Kentucky Derby is so wildly popular no matter what happens every single year, no matter what the weather is every single year. They don't have to change anything. Let me just get on reg, though. Mint juleps suck. I'm sorry. I just have to go there. It's the worst drink ever created. I don't know why they love it there in, in Kentucky. Be my guess, but I... Yeah, yeah, no, terrible. You're not into it? Oh, God. It's like I feel like I'm a diabetic. Well, what are, b- one. By, by the way, what have your meals been like? I mean, you're a single guy as far as... I know, unless there's you got a harem over there that I'm not aware of. But um, like, what are, what are your meals looking like these days, Joe? Like, what are you, you have you prepared? Like, are you ordering out? Like, what what are you what are you doing? Yeah, actually, I went. I took this opportunity um, to go the other way because coming out of obviously into March, getting ready for the summer, it's usually where I tend to uh, cut back on the calories a little bit after the holidays. You know, you get to February, March, you get. You get a little fat, you get a little happy. So I was wanting to lose a few pounds anyway. So I thought, what better way to do it um, than kind of put yourself in a position where, all right, now you're forced to only eat what's in the house. And if you do the shopping correct, you're okay because who wants to go through the hassle of, you know, if all you're going to eat is Burger King all day, it's like, I, uh, that's going to be the heck of it. So uh, minimalist, trying to get through that first 10 days of, uh, of any diet is always the hardest. After that, it kind of becomes routine. So what are you cooking? What are you making? I, th- your- I got more chicken in that in that freezer than I know what to do with. It's like chicken. You Can you survive a year on chicken? And, well, I was hoping to get a survive. It's just I was hoping for 30 days. But, yes, uh, a <laughs> lot of chicken, and we oh. had some fish in there, trying to stay away from the steak and the red meat and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, going that way, I do, and I my bad is I also have an entire – 
uh, pantry filled with pasta. So that's also never a good thing. But not a shock, right? It's there, always right. my good. Yeah, exactly. It's always my go-to. And when things are wrong, boil a pot of water, guys. It's amazing what you can come up with in the fridge. No, very, very, very true. And and for me, that's the same thing. It's like coming up with that. You know, the other part of yeah. of uh, what we used to have in sports that I think they have to incorporate in life, not to you know, kind of expand this conversation, is I've found that the closer that in in my family, the closer that we've become to some sort of schedule, the better that we seem to be doing with it. Where it's just you know managing what downtime actually is, making sure. And so far, we're on this streak here of just take like, and it may not be the same exact time every day, but making sure that for an hour, yep. uh, we're out. You know, we're just you know, walking around, just seeing the, you know, the the sun. You know, being outside, trying to get exercise in. And I think that that's what you know, sports gave us, Joe. You know, it's like, like especially for you with with wagering too. Like you knew the game started at seven o five Eastern or eight o five Eastern. Gotta go. Yep. You, you knew that Saturday. You knew college basketball started at noon on Saturday. You know, yep. the college football at noon on Saturday. NFL at one on Sunday. Like yep. living without sports is also living without a schedule. And if you just get off that for a short period of time, it's really hard to get back on it. Yep. And that's why it's it's amazing because we, we fight it the whole way, but it's amazing what kind of being forced into a situation. Nobody wants to go on a diet. Nobody wants to change because, you know, nobody likes change, period. But what we find, like any, any diet or anything or any exercise program, is that once you get past that first 10 days, right, of the, of the hunger or the pain from working out, once you get past that, then you find usually by the second week, like I, it, it becomes like this, and then you miss the working out. Then you, you know, and then you, you kind of get yourself in that routine, but we all do it, right? We're just all fighting. We love our normalcy, right? We love what we've always done. We get into these habits. Breaking the habit is hard, but this is the ultimate opportunity to break gambling habits, fantasy, bad fantasy habits, eating habits. This is an interesting opportunity for a lot of folks to get themselves into a new routine like you're doing, in fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying. It's not easy. And, no. You know, a lot of what, what's interesting is that uh, these the, the homeschooling now is so, is so curious. Well, because we have no choice. I mean, right. it's, it, it's basically uh, my kids are on a, a Zoom schedule for people who don't know. Right. Uh, this Zoom is a way to record conferences. We could hypothetically record our shows. Uh, like this as well and provide them to you and so each day what they're doing is they're getting a schedule of zoom but the biggest difference joe is that look there'd be nothing wrong with uh, a zoom conference if it was eight hours like the school day with taking a lunch break in between but because we're starting off it's only like an hour so imagine you know you wake up in the morning and the school uh, schedule on zoom begins right but essentially it's an hour and then they're like uh, but and again, I understand it. But the, you get the Zoom schedule, and then it's like, okay, now go do all your work for the re- for the <laughs> for the rest. So wait a second here. So it's like, wait a minute. So the Zoom is done. You know, um, my son is done, and then he's like, okay, I'm gonna go play. Uh, you know, video games. Like, yep. whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? You got like eight hours. But get guess who has to enforce that schedule of of doing all the homework? Well, it's not the teacher. The teacher's no longer on the video the chat, bad right? Guy. It's the bad guy. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the hard part of getting through this. So it's like, so, and, and I don't know what the right thing to do is. Like, I feel like, in my opinion, that uh, these, these Zoom schoolings should be very long. Like, they should cover the day. Good point. Because otherwise, I'm the teacher anyway. That's right. You know, here at home. And so it's like between me and my wife going back and forth and, like, just forcing him. No, you got more to do. No, you got more to do. But he's sitting at home. 
Uh, my daughter's luckily she's 13, so she's you know down pat. Right. She has them all day long, but she knows exactly what to do, how to do it. She knows how to get the work done. Yep. Uh, but how do you tell a seven-year-old who's used to sitting in school doing all of his work? Now you're sitting at home with every single distraction possible. That's correct. Yeah, so you got to sit there all day long. Yeah, and it's and the the social interaction, you know, which is what really school is all about at that particular age, being able to interact with uh, with your peers and and the other kids, and and yeah, it's like an hour, and then all right, see you later, and it's like oh wow, like what what are you supposed to do? I, and I think it something can be learned from that aspect too. I think schools might be a little bit better prepared moving forward because at least, especially in the elementary. It can't be recessed for seven hours and all of a sudden, you know, one hour of classroom time. Uh, I think they'll eventually get it. But to your point, you're t what am I supposed to do? What, what are you supposed to do with the kids? I mean, it's all day long. Where's I that mean, line? Draw where do you draw the line between what is, should be done and what is being done? It's not easy, man. Not and a lot of and a lot of the teachers think about from their perspective, too. Oh. They 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 have kids. That's right. So so it's like, how can they spend? Yep. you know, six, seven hours on a Zoom meeting. And so it's like, yep. yeah, we're, we're doing school, but essentially the parents, you know, are being asked to do just a lot more than what they're normally doing. And look, I get it from different, listen, we're very fortunate to be healthy. Right. And I, and I don't want to overthink it or over discuss it. It's just an interesting dynamic that I never thought. Like when I thought of uh, video conferencing and video schooling, I just assumed, okay, like uh, from nine to four. You know, I think not, parents uh, are walking away in this time, too, with a uh, little renewed respect for the job oh, the absolutely. teachers have. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because a lot of parents just realize that it's not the teacher's fault over these last couple of weeks. That they, It's not all about the teachers. So it's, uh, it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. All right, so um, just to give you a kind of a, a brief overview how um, how SportsGrid is running here, um, and I'm happy that I could you know let you guys know this is that normally uh, we we've been doing a lot of these shows and just kind of patchworking them on the air. For those right. of you who are watching the 24-hour uh, news cycle on SportsGrid, just the different shows that have been coming on. So here is how that is going to change. Uh, starting in April, until we get back in our studio in New York, although you know Joe is always in Florida and I'm always in Florida too, reality there. Uh, but until that the New York and New Jersey studios open up again, we are still going to be broadcasting and broadcasting live video content, albeit a lot of it, of course, is pre-recorded, just like anything that you're watching right now outside of like CNN and Fox. All of your sports stations are all recording, or there's just audio only. We're doing the very best we can. But our show will be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on the live side. Right. So those of you who are watching on all the apps that I mentioned earlier in the show, and certainly you could go to sportsgrid.com, all of the apps we list there that, uh, that are ways to watch, which would include uh, things that I don't always mention, Amazon Prime and, uh, and Apple TV. But Zumo Stir and Pluto TV, also really good ways to watch and watch content on demand. From a live perspective, all you got to do is go to sportsgrid.com, and we now have the schedule uh, starting in April. And as long as this goes, the schedule will be there for you. So you know exactly what show is going to be on at what time, who's hosting those shows. And, uh, and that's kind of how we're going to roll, uh, you know, starting April. So yeah. April Fools is not a fool for us. We are going to keep it rolling. And, of course, keep the content coming right here on SportsGrid for sure. Yep. Uh, and it's going to get better. And I, and I think, yeah. too, that, um, you know, that's the other thing is I don't want – uh, folks thinking that, you know, what are we doing? You know, I don't know anybody who's gone. We're, you know, we're stuck. In the Listen, all of this is going to work out. We will get back slowly but surely. We'll be a little sure. safer, a little more normalcy. It's coming. So you just sitting home and, and going through the things we talked about, 
the, the more you did that, the sooner we'll be able to get our sports back for sure. No doubt about that. Okay, so uh, we will talk to you guys again Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, unless you're watching this uh, on a stream or pre-recorded. Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern is our first show back on a normal schedule again. For my co-host Joe Ranieri, I'm Craig Mish, wishing you guys the very best in health, the very best in safety. Hang in there. Uh, we're hanging there with you. Uh, have a great day or great night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.